Was I on the radio? I forgot. I'm sorry. I'm tired. Been going through some changes. Been going through some some changes. I switched uh, employments and kind of. It's cool. It's cool. It's just a little extra time. I got to leave a little early, and you know. But it's actually pretty cool. Uh, shout out to my new place of you guys listening in. Shout out to the old place you guys listening in. Um, what what we got going today? Let's sit my camera straight. Um, guess any? I think so. All right. Well, <clears throat> what we got going on this weekend? We got the uh, what's going on this? Nothing, nothing too much really, really been happening. Nothing happening, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Hey, um, since uh, Trump been off the social media, it's been kind of boring. I mean, you know, you see a whole bunch of other stuff, but it's actually been kind of boring. Let that dude back on, you know. I mean, it's like you can't have the good without the bad. You have them both, and there you have the facts of life. Even though he looked like Mrs. Garrett or Mr. Garrett, but put that man back on, you know, because I need something to laugh at. I really don't have no material, no jokes, no nothing. Uh, what would he got? Shout out to Bernard Chucky B. He's uh doing a double shift tonight. He's fired today, but uh, he'll be back next week. Uh, say, you know, drink some water, bro. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, who else listening? I can't even imagine. But uh, I'm gonna start doing a lot of plugs, a lot of promos, a lot of promotions. So if you guys have anything to promote, anything you want to case, anything you want to, you know, let the world see, inbox me. You know, hit me up at Lethereal Phillips on Facebook. You know, um, you can email me at Bugsy Blackadder, B-U-G-Z-Y-B-L-A-C-K-A-D-D-E-R at gmail.com. You can reach me on Instagram at serial underscore letherial, S-E-R-I-A-L underscore L-A-T-H-E-R-I-A-L. Right there. Uh, <clears throat> or you can hit, you know. You can, you know, call into FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com or you can send a message to FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com or you can even get in touch with Scott Owens, the station manager. Uh, any, anything you you want to promote. You got businesses, uh, selling barbecue, selling hair, you're selling uh, beads, you're selling uh, cleaning supplies, you're selling cleaning services, anything, you know. Hit me up and we'll, you know, we'll talk. Other than that, um, got some, uh, what can I say? What else? What else? It's, it's, nothing's been happening. That's what I'm saying. Nothing's really been happening. So it's really kind of hard to actually, you know, talk, you know, talk or whatever, you know. So, uh, whew. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? What's been happening in the world? Uh, oh, well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the guy's name, uh, but I don't want to get too much into it. But uh, a former Olympic uh, gymnastic coach um, was charged with a multitude of crimes. Involving, you know, sexual assault and, you know, a whole bunch of, I can't say, but make a long story short, um, right before he got sentenced or convicted of how the case may be, uh, he ended his life. And a lot of people are doing that these days uh, and in their lives over the wrong that they've done. Um, I can't say too much of it than, you know, 
I look at it like this. You were, you were a coward before <laughs> you actually doing the, as the, the crime, you know what I'm saying, and after the crime. So when you've done what you've done and got through and still walked the earth, you know, like a normal person, uh, that's and that's it right there in a nutshell. So, um, again, I don't want, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it other than, you know, that's cowardly, um, to do what you've done. And when you get caught and brought up on charges of your insurrection, um, you basically bow out. You were like, I, I'm not going to be on earth this long. Uh, I don't know what goes on in the spirit realm or, you know, in the spiritual plane. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's more earthly. It's more than earthly or whatever. So if people can punish you for the stuff you do on earth, just imagine what they can do in heaven. So your crime is not over. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you. I mean. I don't, again, I don't want to get into it, but uh, I don't think it's over with. It's it's that's uh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, shout out to my boy Zuby. Happy late birthday, bro! I'm gonna give you the plug and stuff. We owe you the birthday, Rose. Uh, shout out to Bu Capone. Happy late birthday. You know, shout out to you know, you know that's what I'm talking about. Somebody was asking me. A while ago, you know, since I'm in, you know, I'm in the comedy business. Uh, who do I, you know, who do I? I'm not gonna say look up to, but get inspired by, or uh, not even emulate. But who do I see myself as? You know, what I'm saying likeness, characteristics. Uh, who do I see myself as? Uh pretty much nobody i don't see myself as anyone um to be honest i'm the original ethereal uh it won't there's no one before me and it won't be no one after me not trying to toot my own horn but uh, in the words of craig mack my style is a style but not a style but it's a style that allows you to get buck wild so if you understand what I'm saying, you know, if you don't know what I mean, just understand what I mean, what I told you. I know that's not a phrase, but that's like some of my favorite rapper folks. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I a lot of, it's a lot of people. I, I, uh, I kind of, I, I will listen to, I will sit back sometimes and just, and just listen to them and stuff. Uh, it's a lot of old school people, a lot of old school comics too. Uh, Jimmy Thompson. Not too many people know Jimmy Thompson, and a lot of people do know Jimmy Thompson. Uh, a lot of, how you say, old school people. You know, they're familiar with Jimmy Thompson, as in. Uh, hang on a second, I was looking for something. Uh, as far as here they are. It's in, Oh shit! I'm sorry. <clears throat> as far as then, uh, that's another thing. That's another thing. As far as in, uh, I'm sorry. I keep saying that all the time. I won't say it no more. I'm gonna say it one more time. As far as in, come Jimmy Thompson is like, uh, he's he's a he's a different type of, of funny. I don't think I can I can I can put you in the mind of is imagine you at a party and you see this cool dude just come in this real comical and it's like he can't say nothing wrong it's like every joke he say it's a rebuttal to something that goes on it's like he always has something in the chamber for, for something you know uh, example you know. Uh, how can I, me a joke. What can I say? Uh, a Jimmy joke, but not a Jimmy joke. I can give you a mind to put it into my joke, my my form. Uh, he's kind of uh, 
What's the joke I'm looking for? It's 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 simple one joke. Okay. Man, you know what? The other day, my uncle gonna come tell me to come sit on his lap, whatever like that. He needs to talk to me. Man, do you know this fool was sitting on an electric chair in death row? What type of stuff is that? Or uh you know what? Like Dolomite, like Dolomite type jokes and stuff. Okay, uh Jimmy Thompson. I like uh people roasting and stuff and signifying it's a few roasting actually started, you know, with the black comedians made popular by you know white comedians because you next guy I'm about to mention, you know, Lenny Bruce. What's well, a two it's two Lenny Bruce uh uh can't think of his name. I can't think of his name. It's gonna come up to me. It's gonna come up to me. Little short guy. Uh Don Rickles. Don Rickles. Lenny Bruce, Don Rickles. Uh who? Don Rickles is a beast. I mean, if it was, you know, you know, I, I deal with a lot of comedians and stuff, and I, I I listen to a lot of people, but like Don Rickles and shout out to Jeff Ross. What up, bro? Uh, Jeff Ross is like the Don, new Don Rickles, but you know, modernized. I mean, <laughs> it's like Don Rickles just went inside that booth like on Superman 3 and got all the computerized chips put up. I mean, not Don Rickles, but uh, Jeff Ross got all the chips put up on him and came out just a Super Don Rickles. But in order for you to have a Super Don Rickles or a mega Godzilla, you need Godzilla, and you know Godzilla <laughs> so happened to be uh, Don Rickles in that aspect. Who else? Uh, Jimmy Thompson, Don Rickles, Lenny Bruce. Uh, 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 uh. Uh. I'm now I'm gonna hit you up. Now I'm gonna scoot on up or whatever. Now I'm gonna go to some uh, some real talent. You know, not real talent, but like for as in joke comedy and stuff. Now, I started roasting back in the nineties. You know, I had to. It was more like a sit there and just let them crash me and stuff in school. Or better yet, you know, you don't want to fight the whole crowd, so you just take it. But I'll be thinking of some fiery stuff in my head and stuff. I mean, so far that's that's why I probably got no hair now, cause I, I'll be thinking of so much fiery stuff in my head it just burn my hair off. You know. Uh, I got into roasting in, in in high school, so at that time they had the show called, you know, Dev Comedy Gems, or everybody get on Dev Comedy Gems. Then you see your favorite comedians on Dev Comedy Gem, and it's like, okay, you know, you hear them backstage and they snapping jokes, cracking jokes. Martin, you know, Martin Lawrence is, ooh, hey, Martin is a roaster. Uh, who else was on the show? Michael Blackston. Hey, I had a pleasure to roast to Michael Blackston, you know, uh, in a rib shop in St. Louis while he was sitting up there eating a couple years ago. That's another story. Uh, who else I had a pleasure to roast? I mean, it's a lot of people that came, you know, by being Black History Month. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Roast about, talk about Black Comics on Black History Month. Last week of it. Uh, a lot of black comics came from, you know, they came from Def Comedy Jam, you know, from that era. There were comedians as far as in roasting, you know, they roasting and, and joning and, and, and snapping or signifying, as they say back in the day. It was it was like an art. You had to think of some stuff to say. Uh, first, it started with your mama joke and everything. But. It wasn't the mama jokes to make you mad. It was a mama jokes to bond the brothers together because anytime you can talk about another guy's mom and you guys don't get into no fight, that's a bond. That's really a bond. I mean, especially because I didn't talk about a lot of people, mothers, <laughs> you know, back in the days. I mean, a lot. And they talked about mine. 
but it was more like a bond. It was it was more as in you can't do this with everybody. Some people like everybody probably drink. Everybody, most people probably drink. Most people probably smoke. But to sit around them and drink and smoke, you might not can do that with everybody. Some people, different strokes, different folks. So I, uh, you know, basically got into it listening to these guys growing up. Uh, I'm, uh, it's a lot of people that I see. Uh, I'm throw females and all that in there too. Cause okay, Michael Blackston, uh, some more. Monique, Monique Queen, hey lady, how you doing, man? Monique, uh, shout out to Monique. Be following you on uh, Instagram, and I saw the whole transformation. You did the thing. I saw it from day one until last year. You was like, you know what, baby, babies, babies, sweet babies. I'm, I'm good. I, 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 I think I've done it. I'm like, oh, lady, you done it. You done it. Shout out to her. Uh, yes, and right on for standing up on your stuff. I was with you. I was with you on. I was with you. Uh, who else? Talent. Don't take it personal. It's all about comedy. That right there, that guy was the, how you say the, the introduction, if the comedy was a high school, he was your advisor. He was like, all righty, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Tyler. And I'm going to be here telling you guys to not whatever. Don't take it personal. It's just comedy. And that goes back into the signifying and, you know, the mom jokes and the dad jokes. Don't take it personal. Uh, I'm trying to give you a, a mild mom joke. You know, let me see. Okay, they say, look, like, your mom's so big, she jumped in the air and got stuck. Or, your mom's so tall, she did a cartwheel and cut her ankles on the star. Or, your mom's so short, she can hang glide with a Dorito. Or, your mom's so short, she can run underneath the door without opening it. Or your mom's so tall, she bumped and burnt her head on the sun. Or, uh, you know, we have father jokes, too. You know, a lot of stuff. But through, through it all, it evolved. You know, like your mom's so, your mom so silly. She heard it was chilly outside. She ran out with a spoon. <laughs> that's still funny. That's, that's still a funny joke or whatever. Uh, <laughs> It's old time jokes that real be real permanent, you know, that will stick to you and stuff. But it has evolved. Like I used to hear, "Hey, Lothario, your mom's so big. She, uh, you know, she found love and got stuck." And I, you know, I was like, "Wow!" So you have to go home and you have to think and think, you know, like, okay, okay, uh. So you had to come creative. It's like with me, I have I came back with the your mom so old. Uh, she she sat behind Methuselah in math class, you know, in, in uh in planet class. Or your mom, your mom is so big and old. God dropped her. And that's how the Big Bang Theory happened. You know, <laughs> it's like that. You know. It's, <laughs> It's just jokes like that. Uh, I was going to say, but I, I could say I was one. I'm, me personally, I'm not going to event say I invented stuff. I mean, I'm just going to say I was there to to polish up, you know, the pioneeric evolution of what I do right now. So you used to hear, "Oh, your mom's so this, your mom's so that," you know. People like me had to step it up again. It's like, well, okay. Now, this type of roasting that we're being on right now, if we was playing a dozens of parents or whatever, uh, this is my joke. Hey, I met your old bird before. Like I said, the first time I met your old bird, 
I was nervous until I saw a big crow sitting on the living room sofa with a gown on. Hey, baby, how you doing? You know, I I do that, and plus I throw ad libs in there. Or like your mother got arrested for drinking for drinking and driving, and went to court and got off. You're like you're charged for drinking and driving. How you plead? Not guilty. What were you doing? I was driving and drinking. That's the same thing. No, it ain't. She's right. Case dismissed. So it's like the jokes. It's like what you say. You just can't leave it there. You got to add more to it. It's like Lego and stacking up. So again, go back to your your mom got one eye. They call her a Isola, or your mom got one leg. They call her Eileen. So it's like that's that's a evolution of jokes, you know. Instead of or your dad. Last time I saw your dad, I went under the bed to get some shoes, and that was nineteen Easter's ago. You know, it's not it's not the curse of the joke. It's it's the actual context of the joke and the imagination. That's the most part of it, imagination. Because if you silly enough to laugh, you're silly enough to actually saw what the person was saying to make a, a vivid illustration. I can be like, hey, man, I just saw your mom's going down 270 driving a gas truck filled with liquor, drinking out the gas hose. That's a, a, a vivid imagination. You know, or I can say, hey, isn't your mom Optimus Prime? I was driving down the hallway, highway and I saw this truck just jumped up and transformed and start running. So it's the, <laughs> I don't know, Scott over there laughing or not, but it's the vivid imagination of the jokes that you put out there. So I learned from, you could say, the best of the best of the best. I mean, these people are still, they're, they're like, how you got Greek gods and, you know, as far as in, you know, in different titles, these like the gods of gods and goddesses of roasting. Who else? Uh, Martin, uh, said Martin, Eddie Murphy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, anybody seen any Eddie Murphy movie? He throw a roasting too in any movie. Eddie Murphy, a uh, he a vicious person. He vicious. Uh, Chris Rock. Um. Who else? I'm, I'm just naming people. Cat Williams, uh, Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle. See all these great comedians. Uh, I'm mentioning. They actually came up. They came. They came up in comedy, but they came up in roasting, like dozens, signifying, cracking jokes, uh, snapping, joning, digging. You know, they come up in this aspect of. I can do this. I can say this. I can, uh, man, ain't nobody funnier than me. But sometimes people will use it and crack jokes. But, but, uh, how you say, okay, it's like as a comedian, you know what's funny and thought of, and you know what's actually malicious and thought of. It's where people can say malicious, think it's like, uh, I gotta say this. Oh, hey, I heard your mom was in the hospital dying of cancer. And you know, ha ha ha. It's like, just because you said comical, that doesn't make it funny. That's not roasted. No, that's 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 horrible. You know, why would you say that? Now, if my I'm just saying my mom's passed, but I'm just using an example. If my mom was in the hospital and you know, of that situation. And and it's like I rather it could have been, you know, more funnier. You just like, yeah, man, I heard your mom's in the hospital and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know how she got a bed in the dietary department, but yeah, every time you know we gotta go meet her in the kitchen. You know, stuff like that. That that's funny. That's funny. You know, it's like I don't know how your mom got her room moved to the dietary, but we gotta go visit her in the kitchen. Stuff like that, or or, hey, I'm sorry, your mom's in the hospital from that chipmunk bite, you know, from eating uh butterfinger BBs. 
you know, and stuff like that. It's creativeness. But to say, hey, I heard your mama jumped off a cliff or whatever and, and try to, you know, catch a fish with a with her mouth and wasn't no water down there. But it's people, it's like joking. Laughter is for everybody. Everybody needs to laugh. But before I said, the jokes and what's funny, you should leave it to the you know, trained professions. I'm trained professions. That's not a word, but I'm just paraphrasing. I'm trained professions. That's me. So jokes like that. It's because, you know, you just can't say stuff and, you know, expect people to take it as funny. It actually has to be funny, you know. Yeah, I and mean, if it makes you laugh, if it makes you laugh uh, honestly, like an honest expression, yeah, you know, tell everybody. Some people might not take it or accept it because it might not resonate. I got jokes that I'm like, if you don't get it, laugh now and figure the stuff out when you get home. That's how it is. And a day or two later, somebody's calling me. Or somebody send me a, mo a lot of laughing emojis with tears and stuff. Or somebody's calling me like, oh, oh, I don't believe you said that. And it can be something simple. Like, I've been working with a lot of nurses and stuff. And from what I've seen, most of them can draw blood with red crayons. I said what I said. And they know, and they know that. And they know, uh, <laughs> It's not, it's, I mean, it's some good people out there, but for us in situations and all that stuff, they couldn't draw blood with red crayons. And when you hear what I said, draw blood with red crayons, it's like, dang, you can't get a red crayon to just, like a little kid and scribble. But hey, that's just my perception, but it's a joke. It's offensive to some people that take it offensive. And when you make jokes, you it's, it's not so much to offend a person. It's to also make them laugh. Now, you can't, you know, again, you can't joke with everybody and everybody can't joke. But this is the thing. Uh, people's sense of humor is it's, uh, changing. So as black comedians, you know, as myself, we have to change because we're changing with them. Some stuff used to be funny last year. It's not funny this year. It, it, it's about growth. It's about maturity. Uh, I might have said this last year and I might be like, oh, wow, that's a, you know, hear somebody else say something similar. And I'm like, oh, wow, man, that's messed up. Why would you say that? Like, dude, you said that last year. Like, oh, but why are you repeating what I said? You know? So, it's, it's, um, black comedians today, uh, where we, uh, we, we came a long way. I mean, from the, that was like the honest expression of singing. I mean, it was back in the days where you can even perform in town, singers couldn't perform in town, BB King, uh, Muddy Waters, Howling Wolf, uh, you know, they couldn't perform in certain venues and stuff. And, but their music made them like, oh, you know what? I like that black guy. Come on in here. You know, I like him. You know, let him play. You know, he got some good. It makes you feel good. Like, that boy can play, you know? So, as a comedian trying to get up on the, how they say, the chitlin circuit or, you know, stuff like that. As a comedian trying to get up back then, they had to do a, a twice as much, twice as hard because you can go up in there with a guitar and, and play. You got some drums, you got a horn, uh, Dizzy Gillespie, uh, Louis Armstrong. I mean, if you can play, you know, Cab Calloway, if you can play and you got good stuff, it's cool. Comedy for black people didn't start coming out until the early 50s. No, 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 no. Yeah, I want to say early. It was comedy a long time ago, but for as in, excuse me, 
stepping out is like outbreak, you know, breaking out for as in it's a market of probably mid 50s and early 60s because I remember Bill Cosby, uh, Sam Davis Jr., uh, Flip Wilson, uh, these these guys, uh, you know, pioneers, pioneers for black people like me. Uh, I actually have to watch them. I ain't have to watch. No, I need to watch them to understand who I am. You know, growing up and how to handle situations with a laughter. And you know, nowadays. I'm, I'm handling situations with laughter, but some, you know, some people with no, no funny bone or surreal people will make it hard for you. Will make it real hard, but hey, Jesus hope they find laughter in their heart and they can smile about it and be happy themselves because you will lose your happiness trying to make other people happy, especially when you run out of jokes and you don't know what else to say. And your whole thing is to make them happy, not just them but a whole bunch of people but black comics have a lot of stuff to you know a lot of how you say uh situations piled up on them where i gotta do this for my people i gotta make my people laugh i gotta make them feel good i gotta empower them i got to uplift them i gotta you know make them feel energized at the same time make them feel good and put a laughter in their soul they can walk out of here and whatever happened the day before the that day it don't matter and they can prepare for tomorrow you know it's like a game plan for the soul laugh today you know what i'm saying you never know tomorrow then like you pass away it's like yeah you ain't got nothing to worry about but if you do make it in the morning wake up like, ah. <laughs> yeah what's up what's up you know and do your thing but that's that's what a lot of black comics have to uh, go. It's a lot of struggle. It's a struggle to actually deal with their demons, deal with what's going on in society and in, in life, whatever, what's involving them or around them, not necessarily what led them up to this position. As in, you know, a lot of comedians. I don't know a comedian that stayed at one job all the time. It was like. You know what? I've been at this job for 20 years. I'm going to go ahead and get on the microphone. Nah, nah, that's untrue. Most comedians I know, and I might go on a limb and say every comedian I know has either been walked out the job by the employer or the, or the authorities, or they've been told not to come back. They've been told, hey, get out. You know, comics are complex people. So imagine a black comic and the situations we were going through and still trying to be funny. Ah, there's a lot of white comics I mentioned, you know, because they're funny. To George Carlin, <sighs> I had to take a deep breath on that one. That's the name I was looking for. It's like when you say George Carlin, you get just got anybody black or white. It's like George Carlin. All right, all right, respect, respect, you know. But he hung with the brothers. I mean, his comedy was so, whew, you know, was so inspired by black people. I mean, if you ever saw the movie Car Wash, he fit right in. And, you know, the dude worked with Red Fox and LaWanda Page. If, uh, some people might not know who Fred Fox and Luana Page is. Uh, Fred Sampert and Aunt Esther from the show Sanford and Son. So to work with these guys and still do his stuff, I mean, that's that's shit. Hey, man, you know, I mess with uh, But again, Black History Month, I'm going to celebrate black comics because I don't black comic. I'm a black comedian. Uh Black comedians deal with a lot of. <laughs> we dealt with a lot of stuff. We're still dealing. I mean, we, it's not we dealt. We're dealing with a lot of stuff. I mean, dealt as I said. It happened. We fixed it. I got over it. Move on. 
So Delhi. So you understand what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Uh, we came came a long way from a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, uh, how do you say apartheid, uh, prohibition, uh, restrictions, uh, laws, a lot of a lot of stuff to still find to be find a way to be funny and still find a way to actually make people laugh and you know a lot of a lot okay go go back to bill cosby uh i can't that's another that's a whole nother show i'm just going to talk about the comic bill cosby and you know what i saw on tv and what i saw on news and radio all this stuff uh the bill cosby i know was i spy um Sydney party gay tag team partner in some of the greatest black exploitation movies in life or let alone some black movies period uh i know him from captain kangaroo when he had Mortimer Marker, and I want a Mortimer Marker so bloody bad. When I say bloody, you know that's a curse word. Is is I don't know what I want a bloody Mortimer Marker so black. Oh man, it's like just to sit there and write joke. I don't know if it made the noise or not, or the um. The, computer, the TV in the background making noise. I think it made noise. I think it actually made the noise. But him from that and doing okay. Now, after picture pages, I didn't see nothing else from him, whatever. Um, but excuse me. In 1983. He might have came out with one of the greatest comedy albums to ever exist. This is in me. To me, it's my top. It's my top number one. Bill Cosby himself is the greatest comedy tape on the planet. Richard Pryor's or Eddie Murphy's, they fall two and three, or however you paraphrase it. Bill Cosby himself is the greatest. Anybody that's straight, no comedy, that's the essence. And, and the thing is, this man did a comedy show uh, for, I don't want to say 90 minutes, 100 minutes, you know, so. And for 90 minutes, He used one curse word. And I've never heard Bill Cosby curse. Never. But this is the joke. He said, uh, a lot of my friends say, you know, I should try uh, cocaine and everything. You know, like, you know, do a little cocaine. You know, it intensifies your personality. And it's like, yeah. Well, what if you're an a-hole? <laughs> so, that's the only time he cursed, but it, it, it's a logical sense to it. Y'all, cocaine, uh, it intensifies your personality. Right. But yeah, what if you're a jerk? What if you are this and that? And the whole show, so if anybody ever seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If anybody has never seen it, this weekend... Uh, enjoy yourself. This, this is the greatest. If you have never seen it, I ain't gonna say you wasted your time. You know, it's never too late to to be a part of something that's great. But why this man is like, you know, got a pulse. But that's a uh, Black History Month. Um, but yeah, after that, it goes right into his new show. Well, not new show, but the show that that transcended black families to the point where you know you thought 
black families like a single mom or whatever. Uh, your dad's not around. We had that on what's happening, but they had to do that to illustrate what's going on in reality, you know, in the black community, for as in uh, single moms and you know single you know single parent kids and stuff. But he's also showing you that it's not like that with two people that's working together, that's trying to help each other, and they have kids and and ready to, you know, help these kids grow up into something that that's better than them. You know, because anytime you have you know children, you want them to be better than what you are. You know, that's why you know you push them. Some people you know push too hard. You know, but in our case, they mean well, you know, but this is what he was showing you in a funny, comical way. Uh, it was a lot of scenes. He has, uh, I can't think of that guy's name. It's Vanessa, Rudy, Theo, uh, Denise, and uh, can't think of that other. He has five kids. Five kids, four girls, one boy. I can't think. Uh, I want to say Julia. What's that woman's name? Anyway, he had five kids. You barely see. Uh, I just Sandra, 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 Denise, Theo, Vanessa, Rudy. Sandra wasn't really at the house or whatever. She's doing her stuff. But it was the four kids that was there. Uh, the stuff they've done. Any other regular household or whatever, without you know. Structure, them kids have got their tails toe up. I mean, Theo already, I, I, it was like, I can't see why I was getting in trouble the way I get in trouble. Like, the stuff I do, little Theo Huxable stuff, you know, I wasn't trying to get in trouble. I knew how my mom was a single parent mother, you know, I knew how she was. Uh, my mom, you ever, you ever seen this uh, on Facebook, Anna Anita? Ain't Nita, that's my mother times five. That's her, you know. So I was a male moo moo. <laughs> and that was, you know, so if you ever seen that, check her out too. That's funny. You funny little lady. You funny as I don't know what. I props to everybody. That show with the with the old people in the car. It was four y'all. It was like a 20 minute uh short. It's like one of the funniest things I ever seen. Uh Black lady too. There's a lot of new up and coming people. Uh, is out here. Roast room. My crew. Uh, Coop, Cam, Doobie, Silver, Ziggy, Conceited, Lionel, Ready, Ahmed. Uh, up and coming. Uh, earning people. They're all deaf digital. You know, shout out to them. You know, you know. Straight black Kevin on Kevin on stage, you know. Shout out to you, bro. I'll, I'll see what you're doing. You know, I want to work with you or get like you. Either one, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm you know, I see your plant, I see your blueprint on that. Uh, what else? It's a lot of people. That's you know, everybody's trying to make it, but it's a it's not so much trying to make it, it's a culture. We're trying to uh, I. I shout out to the roast room because we're trying to make black history. We actually are making black history. We're the first uh, Zoom comedy roast show. Uh, we're about to make history again. Stay tuned because it's going in against this book of world records. Uh, what else? You know what? I might could do it this weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. But stay tuned for that. I just thought I just had an epiphany. Stay tuned about that. It, that either my head just started shining a little bit more, or it was a light that came on my head. But I had an epiphany. Uh, yeah. Shout out to my roast room crew because we're we're doing stuff. We're you know as black comedians because each everybody in the you know group are comedians. Uh, different different styles, different forms, different. Opinions, different approaches, different punchlines. So it's like, you know, the Wu Tang clan of comedy. That's how I deem myself as with these groups. You know, I couldn't think of nothing else 
more to say it's nine of us nine generals nine brothers on the stage yo doing our stuff and we're so good that again jeff ross oh los digits what's up brother what's up with you too uh jeff ross los digits uh a couple people are actually looking at us uh a lot of people are actually looking at us. A lot. A lot of people. Uh, phones are, you know, empty, you know, but the, you know, the inboxes stay kind of, you know, chirping a little bit. But you won't, you want to hear that phone call. You want to, hello? You want me in what show? Okay. I'll be there in two days. Hey, I'm out. No, stuff like that. Hey, <laughs> I got a story. I mean, it, it's funny, but. Is just let you know that uh no i'll tell that story later but it's a quick story long story short my little sister was staying with megan fox right before she uh was in the movie transformers right before the movie transformers came out transformers came out years ago but right before the movie transformers came out imagine my little sister her guy at the time megan long story you know megan my little sister Megan Fox and another dude sitting up in the crib chilling, you know, watching TV, whatever, doing their own little stuff. Megan Fox get a call. Hello? Yeah, this is uh Paramount Studios. We wanna put you to the role of the Transformers and everything. You play one of the main leads. Really? Yeah, come to Hollywood. We'll fly you in, we'll take care of you, we'll get you a little all that stuff. Hey, uh, I'm gonna get some of my things, but you can have the rest of the stuff. I'm out of here. You can't blame that, but that was funny. But uh, what I'm saying is a lot of black comedians, as myself, to stay funny like this, actually need the pain. I couldn't just go through life. And any comedian that you know, any comedian, regardless of what color, oh, they got some pain. They have some pain. When I say pain... Pain, pain, pain. They have pain. But you will never know. You'll never know until something actually happens. I mean, you can hear them talking about it. You can hear them saying something about it. But it's like you take it as a joke because that's how they put it out there. And that's how much, you know, you know people have tried to uh, mass comedy. A lot of people got, you know, Pain and comedy, no, no exception. But as black comedians, I figure, you know, I can go on a limb and say we went to a probably a little bit extra more pain than a lot of other comedians and everything. But at the same token, same time, we persevered and overcame obstacles to get to the level that we need to be at. I, I I have a lot of stuff going on with people around me and people away from me, but it, it's to the point where I can't let that deter me. I can't let that, you know, take me away. I got to keep pushing forward, you know, and that's what the comedians I emulate do. Like, I had a chance to be in Eddie Murphy Dolomite movie. I missed my opportunity. I had a chance to be in a couple people movies i'm not going to mention because you know it's it is what it is but the chances of being stuff like this i'm not gonna man i had a chance to do this forget it i'm done no you keep pushing keep doing it you might find something better you might find something worse but you'll find something with what you would do and that's as a black comedian makes it Makes my job fun. Um, uh, really, no jokes. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I got jokes. I can be comical. That's why I was talking to you using comical stuff. But to actually talk to somebody, like sit here, like if I was talking to uh, Chucky right now, like we're sitting right here, I'll be, I'll be bouncing, I'll be feeding off of him, bouncing. You know, we'd be sword playing. We'd be you no. Know, we bouncing off each other and everything. But 
He's a producer. He's funny too, but he's a producer. Whereas he's not thinking of jokes like I'm always thinking of some stuff to say. And this sometimes I just don't sit. I just sit back and don't think of nothing, and it just comes to me. It's uh, shout out to Chuck, but it's just a thing with uh, comedians, no matter what color. Uh, we have to. With all the pain, all the pressure, and all the, uh, as you will, still be funny. And on Black History Month, I'd like to salute all the black comics, uh, male, female. I, I said a lot of names. Uh, it's, it's a lot more names out there. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, rest in peace. Funny man. Man it was so funny, you didn't understand it until that's one of those. If you don't get it, laugh now and figure it out when you get home. Corey Holcomb. Woo-wee. So I know by by him being where he at right now, saying what he's saying, I'm not doing nothing wrong. Because if he can say that and be out there and making it, that's inspiring me. Because this guy is great. That's my dude. Shout out to uh I just said this man. <laughs> Corey Hogarth. Uh mm, 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 mm. Kenny uh Kenny Howell. Kenny Howell. What up, bro? I met him met him a couple years ago in a store. He liked me, heard about me. He's like, you know, I want to mess with you and stuff. Uh Kim, Kim Dobbs, what's up, homie? Some um, local local comedian, you know. Shout out, give a shout out to her. Check her out. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, but what I'm saying is, Black history for Black comics like me. Uh, I never really thought about, you know, celebrating like this. It didn't dawn on me until actually I'm in this podcast. It's like all month I'm celebrating. Other people and accomplishments, and in which you know you should, because a lot of ventures were black, a lot, and they've been a lot of things. So I'm celebrating if it without inventions, accomplishments, uh, uh, the way they, the path they paid for people like me to say the stuff. I'm pretty sure they didn't, you know, sacrifice themselves in vain for me to get on stage to say filth, floor, and filth. But I'm not so much saying filth, floor, and filth without something. Some content behind it. Um, so, shout out to uh, you know again, shout out to all Black comedians. Uh, black History Month, last few last week of it, last week end of it, the twenty six. So, what I'm saying is, any comedians out there, anybody just doing anything, you know, laughing, whatever, uh, you know, keep doing it, keep doing it. I mean, it's a struggle. It's a, it's a real struggle. It's just, it won't be as funny if you didn't struggle. You just can't, oh, I just flew in out of India. You know, I just flew in and boy, my arms are tired. And it's like, haha, that's funny. I just flew in out of nowhere. My arms are, and it's cool. I got to keep, yeah, um, um, that's a rough crowd. It's, it's a pain behind the stories. It's like, that sounds too happy. It's like, I just flew in. Boy, my arm's tired. I mean, it's funny to me, but they're like, okay. <laughs> and if you keep saying stuff like that, it's like, okay, well, I see your jokes, but where's the comedy? You know, those are jokes and jokes and comedy is two different things. This is a joke. Hey, why did the chicken cross the road? To get some money from my baby daddy. That's a joke. Comedy is talking about the chicken crossing the road, but actually turn out it was a woman or something like that, you know. And it's like, hey, I was crossing the road and I saw this chicken, right? And you know, she was just walking, just walking. I'm like, it was a hen, like, yeah, it was a hen. And walking to her baby daddy asking for some money. And like, and he told her, like, if you don't, you know, kill up out of here. Get the killer out of here. <laughs> That's a, 
I don't know where that came from. That was tight improv. If you don't get the dog up out of here. <laughs> that was an improv joke. That's what I'm saying. But it's a part of the comedy. It's a part of the comedy. Jokes and comedy is, is, is part of each other. Jokes are this, but comedy, as far as in telling you why the chicken crossed the road, who was the chicken, what the guy told her when she crossed the road. You know, that's 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 the comedy itself. You know, it's a joke, but the comedy itself is me stretching it out, making it funnier and funnier. Because I just can't come in there and like, why the chicken crossed the road? To go to the other side. That sound kind of logic. I mean, it's silly. It's like, oh boy, you silly. Oh girl, you silly. Yeah, you tripping. Oh, you tripping. But uh, again, shout out to a lot of you know all black comedians, past, present, and future. Uh, shout out to my roast room team. You know, shout out to my petty roast team. Shout out to uh, you know, people I just mentioned. Uh, I know I forgot a lot of names, but I got a lot of passion for you guys and stuff. Oh, wait a minute, Craig Smith. Uh, <laughs> Craig Smith. Hey, what up, bro? Big, hey, bully style roasting. That's that's the type of stuff I like. Bully roast. It, you got, and, and, and roasting is funny and it's roasting, but you got bully roasters and stuff. And Craig, a bully roaster, and you know. I make wear glasses and everything like that. You know, I'm a bully roaster too. You know, it's just the the deliverance. It's like I roast like the gooch looking for Arnold Drummond. I walk with the jokes to park the pumping. That's I'm like MJ. I want to be starting something. Shout out to Red Man. Sorry for taking some of your stuff, but you're one of my favorite rappers, if not my favorite rapper. And I'm just you know kind of shut up. But uh, yeah, comedy comics. Uh, give yourself a hand, a round of applause. Uh, you're going through a lot. You've been through a lot, and you still keep it funny. Uh, keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. Keep making us laugh. Keep shining. Keep coming up with new excuse me, new ideas, new inventions, uh, new ways to make everybody laugh. Just because I'm a black. Comic doesn't necessarily mean and I do it for black people. I do it for everybody. I'm just so happy to be a black comic. But my jokes are for everybody. It's not a joke that I don't have that is not designed for anybody. Uh, for me to be cool with Jeff Ross, that's the Roastmaster General. So for me to be cool with Jeff Ross and actually send some zingles at Jeff Ross and him kind of like deeming me or whatever, I'm not saying I'm a Roastmaster General, but I'm next in line. I'm next in line. So, I mean, it's, you know, come one, come all challenges. I'm right here. Stop. Make the mark. But that's the competition and all, you know, when we get through, all love is all peace and it's all, you know, happiness. And it's all about the comedy, like Talent said. But uh, I'd like to give a shout out to some show. Let me see if I can screen. Yeah, I can move it. Uh, I'm sorry. I was so tiny. And I got on glasses. Uh, Saturday, 1 p.m., we have lunch with the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce. We have Ira Folks and we have Reverend Lyles. I said it right. I said it right. Also, Saturday at 5 p.m., we have Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City with MC. And what else we got? And also, you know, on Fridays, as usual, you know, the show that's, uh, you know, uh, you know, as far as I ain't counsel. The Petty Roast Show. Because it's petty and there's a lot of other words that start with P. But I don't. I hope promising is one of them. But if not, it's the other one. Petty Roast Show, 8 a.m. Fridays. Also with Chucky e. B. If he's not somewhere tied up in the basement getting Russian back massages by. See, that was a joke right there. I, I could have kept going. <laughs> but I just leave it as that. He's tied up in the basement basement getting Russian back massages. 
Uh, oh, Black History Month. Bobby Shimerda, welcome home, brother. Welcome home. Welcome home. I, I, matter of fact, that's what I'm going to play today. I'm going to play Bobby Shimerda. That beat is legendary. This is that's a beat he made six years ago. We held we, we we was keeping the beat hot for you, but now oh my goodness that that beat is is boy that's your stuff. Shout out Bobby, welcome back. Hey, you are the man. Mad props from anybody in St. Louis. Mad props. I'm speaking up for him. Uh. Oh, shout outs, more shout outs, more shout outs before I go. Again, Roast Room, check me out on Instagram at serial underscore Letherial. Uh, check out hop, uh, hotboxproductions.com where we have the Roast Room episodes in full. Uh, we're on season two. So check them out. Check all season one out and check up the, you know, all the way up to season, uh, what we have in season two so far. Uh, Get ready. We have a merch and t-shirts and everything online. Plus, also on FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com we also have stuff, you know, we're selling. You want to get some equipment and teacups, you know, paraphernalia. We're also going to have, te- uh, excuse me, we're also going to have, you know, clothing, t-shirts, uh, hats. You know, give us, stay, give us time. Stay tuned. It's coming. It is coming quicker than what you think. Uh, again, shout out to, uh, ATL Digital Comedy, thank you for allowing me on. Works uh, in USA, Scott. Appreciate your brother. You know, you you know one of the many. Uh, again, it's Black History Month. Uh, a lot of Black people have been a lot of things or innovated to the point where where every are today. You know, so. That being said, uh, again, happy Black History Month. Uh, shout out to all the black comics, black athletes, black singers, black doctors, nurses, professions, laborers, mothers, fathers, grandparents, uncles, aunties, kids. You know, hey, celebrate yourself, you know. Enjoy. You only get 28 days over the year. But you can do it every day if you want to. If you like, if you know, if you like me, you know, just right on with it. But Again, this is the month you celebrate black excellence and black pride and black unity. And there's nothing wrong with that. And if you a black person and you have a good heart and good spirit, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to love the skin that you're in. And that being said, uh, I'm getting ready to let you guys go. Thanks, Scott. I'm going to let you guys go in a few minutes. Uh, right, what else can I say? I always tell you to drink water. I always tell you to wash your hands and wear a mask and stay six feet away. But I say that all the time. But you should know this. I'm going to start uh, next week. I'm going to start. What did I say? What, what did I end the quote with? And what else? All right. I was making sure you was listening. Okay. We'll start doing that every week. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Keep your distance. All right. We got that. So I ain't got to take my belt off and beat somebody's tail for not listening. I'm going to start doing that. It's, it's like I, I can tell you to do so. I can ask you. Matter of fact, this is a doctrine. Don't do this. Don't do that. And you feel like you should do this. What should you do with children? We're all children in the eyes of God. So what should you do? When a child doesn't act right, you you don't want to spank them at the flip. You talk to them like, hey, come here, smile at you. You know you're supposed to have this and do this and do that. Then they want to throw a tag. <clears throat> go to your room. Oh, go to your room. Go to your house. Go to your car. Go somewhere. But <laughs> you know better. And if I say you again, you better have your mask on. Make sure you have that. But uh, again, I like to thank you guys for listening and tuning in to Petty Roast Show on Ferguson USA, HotTalkRadio.com. I'm your host, Ethereal Phillips. Uh, 
You guys be safe this Friday. Uh, I want to say something. All right. Happy late Valentine's Day to people that I didn't say it to, or in case may be. And if you had a good happy, if you had a good Valentine's, that because you're a good person. If you had a bad Valentine's, because you're a bad person. It is what it is. It's like Christmas. It's like you get a gift. No, no, I take that back. It's different from Christmas. Christmas, you don't have to have no gift. You just have the magic of Christmas in your heart, and you can move on from the spirit of giving and receiving. That's it. Valentine's different stuff. If you don't get nothing, or you didn't deserve nothing. That's it. But uh, I'm out of here. I'm Lethario Phillips. You guys be safe this weekend. Uh, next week, I will talk to you. Well, hopefully, Bernard will be here. I'm going to hire him back. He's fired today, but I'm going to hire him back, you know, when I get off and everything. But uh, shout out to him and everything. Uh, hey, see you guys next week. Petty Rose Show, Lethario Phillips. Talk to you later. I'm out. Thank you.